You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of ADD Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, but with me, the actual host, the CEO, CFO, owner, proprietor, and lead artist, head therapist, head custodian, chief architect, travel czar, and um, now video editor, Elise Bacon Bacon. How are you? I've done no such thing. Yes, you have. Nope. You're eyeballing it. I have not. I haven't, I haven't seen shit. You were thinking about it. Nope. You asked about it. Nope. You texted me about it. I just asked if it worked. Right. Congratulations on the job. No, you Thank were the you. one who edited. Congrats. You're doing the editing. Congratulations. I didn't do shit. I, this upward, is all fucking you. Upward. Go. No. Absolutely fuck not. No. You're a jerk. Upward mobility is the hallmark no. of unreasonable of unreasonable yeah, Friday. And that is upward a, that a line. It is upward mobility that allows this everyone horizontal everyone can dare to dream because those dreams are supported here this is not the american dream the american dream is dead american- forbes even said so the american dream <laughs> forbes even said so my mom said so that's not the american dream it's the unreasonable dream and of that you are achieving stepping proudly into the light to your destination. Congratulations again, Elise Bacon. No. And with us also, we have um, the founder of the Three Fifths Podcast, uh, Justin Justin Allen. So funny story. I am, well, I guess technically I would be the founder. I was going to say I'm not the founder. That would be Eric. But I guess the two of us together created it so that we are, does we are make co-founders. you a founder yeah that, <laughs> right. that makes you a founder yeah, yeah. yeah. You, well, you, welcome to co-foundership yeah you may be, it be blessed or cursed yeah you would be not founder you would be not a founder if you like slid in on the back end like elon musk does to things like he's not a founder of anything for example that is a fair point right you were there in the room when it started now you didn't come up with the name but the name was handed off immediately to you and then you guys started making a pie and that is um that's foundership. So congratulations on that. Love to hear it. How are you, my friend? Oh, no, I did actually come up with the name. The name was my idea. Oh, then you're the fucking founder. <laughs> you are a fool. <laughs> <laughs> came out of your face. <laughs> you niggas, you the founder. That's it. Congratulations, bro. You did it. Yeah, we, we, we here. We live. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? All right. Awesome. We also have the founder of the Black Astronauts podcast, Aaron Bap Bap. There's a lot of founders here. Yes. There's a lot of important, fancy people here today. Not oh. not necessarily important. Fancy though. Like, are we important? Fuck you. Well, what the fuck are you talking about? You put that fucking back in your mouth. <laughs> hey, I love y'all. What's up? Tell me, tell me you're not important. Put that shit back in your mouth. I'm about to say, y'all might not be important. I have a very big deal. I could be a big deal. You just don't know. You are a big deal. I'm huge. Right. I'm huge in Brazil. Fuck you. I'm loud in Brazil. Let's go. That isn't. That is wild. Wait, what? Are we big in Brazil? We're not big in Brazil. Oh, I was hoping. I was like, I, I kind of want to be big in a con- 
country not here like and then find out five years from now we have a sneaky following and back like, in uh back in the this week in blackness days uh we had a big following in germany which i'd love i would love it if we could dig that up because i would love a reason to go to germany any reason at all to go to I germany mean, I, 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 my family is German. Well, wait, you got, well, but you got family there though. Like, can we go like see Bacon's? I, I don't know who they are, but it's a reason I want to go to Germany. Okay, we gotta go to. Germany, I want to do some twenty, but like, I want to do what you used to do before Twenty Three and Me existed. And you mean just go explore and handshake and niggas in real time? Yeah, like actually, like go like like do do the family tree thing, but like find the family and like try to pick up lost roots, sort of thing. Because you know the Nazis fucked up that side of the family. We don't even know who's alive or not. Oh, you have like a, actually we don't. Oh, you have a similar problem to uh, me, where it's like you know my family yes. tree. Yeah, my yes. family tree. My my German side has the same problem as my black side. Uh, displaced via oppression and violence. Wait, uh, what was that, LJ? That that, that is just wow. I. All I can say is wow. I wasn't kidding. They exterminated like they act. So, okay. So on my mother's side, they were actually politically active. Do you know what the Germans don't like? <laughs> you know what the Nazi party really didn't like? Politically, politically active, active people who weren't Nazis. <laughs> so uh, uh, they took really great notes about who they killed, but they also specifically left out notes on some people that they killed so there's just like swaths of people that are just like missing because um they just like killed people or like people went into hiding and it's just like so like there's entire like family sections where like we don't know and uh yeah that's what happened to my mom's side like we know people who died but there's like missing people all on that family tree, just missing. No clue. Hmm. Well, that's more than enough reason to go exploring Germany and trying to get to the bottom of this. There you I go. was just like, I, I, I do sit there going, I got generational trauma on both sides. I kind of want to call this episode Destination Germany already. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think we'll we'll move on. But like I think I think Destination Germany hits the ear right and we're gonna go with that. Um so there are so many things happening that um someone shout out a topic and we will go in a direction because it's like a lot of things going on. May I introduce you to my lord and savior Lancer, LJ? <laughs> Let's uh let's talk Lancer. You are not the first person to bring up Lancer to me. So let us discuss Lancer. This this feels like something that aligns with my interests. So please, okay. please tell me all about educate me on Lancer. Okay. Hold on. Of- hold on, hold. Because we're gonna have to make a proper sound because I didn't realize how pa- like I record we recorded an effort with um Je- episode with Jeffrey is gonna go out and it'll go out before this one and after the show Bacon sat down and explained Lancer to us and it was an extra thirty minutes of uninterrupted explanation which I didn't mind but I didn't know that this bunch was loaded in the canon so now it's gonna be a thing where we mention Lancer and then Bacon explains Lancer. 
I'll I'll be good. <laughs> I don't need you to be good. I just needed to know it was there. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Like Iron Man's lasers. Like I didn't know lead with those. I didn't. You should have led with those. I didn't know that. You well, <laughs> I saw Max, and then I my brain immediately went to Lancer. There's no way to. <laughs> can't can't control that. Saw Max with Lancer. Hyper focus kicked in. All right, what is <laughs> all right, what is Lancer? Walk me through this. Okay. Okay. First off. First off. Justin, who else has brought Lancer to you, and what do you know? I know it involves mechs. I mean, yeah. that is like I know it involves mechs. I am I I am not familiar with the system surrounding it. I'm not too familiar with the canon surrounding it. I just know it is a tabletop RPG that involves mechs. Like the mechs play a huge portion of it. The custom, the it was pitched to me as D and D meets Armored Core. Okay, that's a really good starting premise because, like Armored Core, it explores themes of fascism. Uh, they have a um, like, uh, of like you know, corporate bullshit, like like multi giant mega corporation bullshit. Uh, there's themes of like oppression and violence, and because these are giant machines of war. There are also themes of war, whether there are wars or not. There have absolutely, there have been numerous wars in Lancer, the lore. Um, and it's, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of parallels to like right now. And there's a lot of parallels to some of the, a lot of the themes that are in Armored Core. And by the way, Armored Core 6 is so fucking good. We never got a chance to talk about Armored Core 6 either. Well, hey, guess what's happening right after Lancer? Because that is a smooth segue from tabletop mechs to... More mechs. Okay, so this game takes place like 15,000 years into the future, which I feel like is a pretty good thing about the future. So Earth is actually called Cradle because it's the cradle of civilization. Um, Prior, like, like... What had basically happened is, is like Earth had gone through some stuff. We all decided that we really wanted to kill each other. And we had kind of done a really good job of killing the planet and shit was hitting the fan. And so people, not 15, like about like, I think they decided, I think in, I think in the term is like six out, like at 6,000 for us, um, somewhere in our future, uh, they decided, they decided to make, make like, you know, in Mass Effect style, uh, 10 arcs. Like, like giant ships because they figured out space travel. Like they really figured out we have like colonies on the moon. We have colonies on, on uh, Mars, but again, shit's hitting the fan and it, it's all bad. And so they, they build these 10 ships, load them up with people on goal and have like specific worlds that they're sending them to. And they're like, boom, go there. And so they send them off. Uh, some of those have not made it there yet. Like some of them are still like going some of them reached their destinations. Like one of them hit their destination like almost immediately. It was wild and they started like doing the thing. Meanwhile, Earth goes through a thing. They all basically kill each other, but then they, you know, Earth people are, humans are cockroaches and humanity finds a way. And so like we go like, right, like we, right, we re- completely redo like the whole prehistoric era, like Stone Age stuff where we're, we're starting over from scratch, right? Because what, 
but eventually what happens is, is they like the people find these caches like underground they find these caches and in those caches they find technology music information on space travel science jumpstarts ever jumpstarts humanity entirely and they're like oh shit we have to go find our people right and so they like go and find out and they go to find the people they send out messages and what they get back are all the messages of like humanity dying like several thousand years prior because, you know, we just like, you know, we just send out stuff. So like there's like radio signals of help just like echoing. It's like considered one of the great tra tragedies. So like all those space stations on like like all the space stations like that they had no longer had supplies. There was like the colonies on Mars and the colonies on the moon. Everybody's dead. But they use that technology technology to again, like further further stuff they find they find a lot a lot of information um and whatnot all um and you know t time goes on they form a, like people humanity like is all together and they form like a central government called union um uh think of it like I'm, I'm making more references to mass effect it's like uh it's like humanity's representation. What the fuck were they called in that game? You're talking about the uh, secret organization Cerberus? No. The, like the, the actual citadel, government. The oh, the, the council. Okay. Well, but not the citadel because humanity had their own ambassador that they had sent. Right. It was so, the alliance. Yeah. So, yeah, the they end up calling them the alliance but the Reapers get there. But I, I don't know what the actual government in Mass Effect. Like the governing body is the council. Yeah. I think they, they like as far as I know the human the human one is just the alliance. Yeah, it's the human alliance. But like, I'm like I don't and it's all like I don't but it's that basically. Um you know or or back in Star Trek like all of Earth is under one government. <laughs> uh and so it's you know they're called union and so you know they they do with technology do reach out and they they find like um they find you know some of the ships have been actually made successive colony colonies that have flourished in different cultures like there's one of them that like had landed early they they already have access to space travel they already know what they're doing so you have the bear the trade baronies and you have the onic people i'm not going to get into that but yeah so uh they go through a couple versions of government. The second, the second, um, this the second version of like the government uh, is basically the GOP, <laughs> and you know decides to go to war with like the colonies. They decide to take a uh, uh, a human like human first, but decide that some humans are actually humans and other humans aren't humans. Okay, yeah, no, I, I I see the allegory here. Yeah, so the trade baronies aren't actually human, even though they are human, but they're not like human human so like they need to assimilate with our culture with with like their culture uh that did not go over well at all and um uh due to some uh extreme political mishaps and uh very bad decisions there was a coup and the third the third uh uh 
happened. <laughs> I cannot Extreme remember. political mishap <laughs> is such a wild way of phrasing. Okay. I mean, we're, I mean, they decide to go to war with like the Onic people who are like way across the galaxy. They like, you know, decide to like the, a ceasefire happens and they decided, you know, well, we're just going to fire off a miss, like a, a, a missile, like a giant rocket sort of deal uh, after the treaty was signed. And it shows up there like, you know, several thousand years later. The game does account for anything you fire in space doesn't always stop firing. Sometimes it hits things later. All them stray, all that stray kinetic energy still going. Which is part of the reason why um, space battle is not really recommended. <laughs> what? What? Is, how does my favorite line in Mass Effect 2 go? That is why Sir Isaac Newton is the deadliest motherfucker in space. <laughs> the deadliest motherfucker in space. Um, so there's the, and you know, as, as you know, you, 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 you they, they start figuring, they start finding out that it's just like, oh, some, you know, it, it's kind of hard to get around some planets. It's kind of hard to get around some like environments. We need like special suits, you know, special suits to do so. And also like, you know, we could add some like combat items to these suits, and here we are with mechs. Uh, my favorite part is the trade baronies, which act quite like medieval baronies. They have like a whole noble structure. They have like a whole nobility system. Uh, my favorite is like my favorite thing is is like the nobility system. Like all the nobles are part of houses, and um, I'm too gay for that phrase. So in my brain, I just think of um, drag, like dragon voguing houses. <laughs> you want to know the better part about that is the no the nobles, like in the trade baron needs learn from children how uh, like from like from childhood how to pilot mechs. And have professional training, and then they have competitions with against each other. So my brain takes that as voguing mech competitions. <laughs> it's not inaccurate. <laughs> but all, all of all of the mechs are made by these giant corporations, with the exception of um, with the exception of one. Um, and the, my best part about this is is. Uh, regardless of what it is, all all of them are not great. So, like, except for GMS. GMS is okay. So, GMS is the standard. Um, it's General Massive Systems, and it is a it is the galactic standard supplier for literally anything, everything. It is the standard of like like you cannot go below that standard. If you're going below that standard, it's bad. <laughs> they are the Starbucks of mech production. Minus the um, labor violations, uh, they are uh, they are the manufacturer is 
from Cradle and like Union Powers like funds them a lot. And they are, like I said, they are the standard. You don't get worse than that. And they're like the Everest is extremely reliable and it's super great. Um, it's pretty funny because there's like four major corporations that, uh, you know, make that make the mechs and like they have a very strong like narrative core for this. Um, and that we've got, we've got IPS North star, which is basically, uh, two giant shipping companies decided that they were rivals decided that space fucking sucks and piracy is a huge issue and they decided to j join together and fight some pirate and like kill all the pirates and they have a very strong anti-piracy campaign however they also have all the pirates in their back pocket <laughs> and of they, course use, they do they use they also you use the pirates to attack other suppliers and they also name all of their mechs after pirates my personal favorite is Blackbeard. <laughs> I'm not going to turn this into a One Piece segment. I'm yes, you are. Turn this into a One Piece segment. <laughs> so it's weird. got a lot of parallels with One Piece, which shoot we would also ball. really like. Justin, shoot the ball. Shoot the ball, please. We didn't bring you here. Hey, man. Shoot, okay. Shoot so <laughs> the system that Bacon is describing. There's a direct parallel to the Seven Warlords system that is in One Piece, and the whole Seven Warlords system is the government, the the world government employs seven pirates. Their bounties are frozen; they can act with impunity. The catch is they must when war when the world government says, "Hey, we need you to do a thing," they're supposed to do the thing. This also has to that is a historical parallel to what was that major slavery? I'm sorry, shipping shipping conglomerate in the 1500s. The East something trading company. Anyways, East huge India trading company. That's the one. Huge slavers had a bunch of pirates in their back pocket after be after proclaiming to be anti-pirate. And what they would do is they would send their pirates to attack other lesser slaving. I'm sorry, shipping companies, um, <laughs> and take their slaves. I mean, cargo. <laughs> um. Yes, yes, that is that is IPS North Star. <laughs> Not political guy. I love when people say mech <laughs> games are not political. Not like, political. Uh, then we have the Smith Shimano Corporation, which is uh, the second oldest. Um, and they are very much on private and stellar and interstellar travel, wealth and luxury goods. Um, so all of their mechs, like, like, I mean, like not just mechs, but like they make luxury products. They also have their mechs show luxury. Um, uh, a lot of their mechs are about like control and uh, what it, like it's specific like kick game mechanics. I'm not going to get too much into it. Um, uh, but they also have uh, bats of DNA to create colonies and they sell like a make your it's like a it's a make your own colony starter kit oh god which gundam this isn't universal century yes there which <laughs> gundam seed it's gundam seed it's, it's the gundam coordinators seed. it's the coordinators yes. yes yes so they it's basically like make your own like make your own colony kit like and um 
there there's like an NHP with it, which is like a, I'll get into what those are later. Um, and like you know, all set up. It, it's got a specific planet set up. They're they're entered into a, like a system, and if you don't pay them or if you don't meet the contract goals, they will re they will pull the product. They will they will they will pull the product back. <laughs> Their money is on that. <laughs> um, then there's Horus, which is uh nobody knows what the fuck Horus is. Uh, it's like a techno hack hacker collective uh, that has extremely exclusive one of a kind mechs. Uh, you don't nobody knows how you really get one. Um, so the idea is if you get a Horus, that that Horus was meant for you. There are no two of them that are alike at the same time. So it's like if you get a mech, its predecessor died. Like their predecessor died and you're 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 the next. Nobody has any idea how they operate whatsoever. Super mystery. And then we have our favorites. Okay, the Harrison Armory. So remember I said like the second government of union, um, they're actually called committees. I remembered the word now. The second committee was a bunch of like the GOP dudes. Well, after the coup and the third committee was formed, they left and formed their own corporation called Harrison Armory. Uh, there's nothing good about these people. <laughs> They they specialize in military grade mechs. They also um, work with uh, some extremely suspect mercenary groups, and they perform uh, all sorts of uh, human rights violations left and right. And they're probably a part of the re a part like a massive chunk of reason that Union has paperwork to do, <laughs> because third um, the third committee is very much on. Uh, Humani like 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 humanitarian sort of stuff. So there's a goal of like, okay, we want to make sure that we spread out everywhere. We also want to make sure that, you know, there's no slavery, whether through uh, uh, debt or like any sort of ways of slavery, like none that's all bad. Uh, you know, no war crimes. No really Harrison Armory, no war crimes. <laughs> And, you know, basically, like, let's try to be, like, decent. Also, also, uh, they're very much um, no resource scarcity. So, like, the, the, the theme of Lancer is very much no resource scarcity at this point in time, which is kind of cool. But, you know, they, they can only go so far, and the galaxy is huge, so they're not always effective, and there's paperwork. Ah, bureaucracy, the true endgame. <laughs> yes. So, like, like, you're, like unions doing a, it's the democratic party woefully inefficient <laughs> um there is there there is a thing where there's like no other sentient races in lancer it's just humans and that's specifically so like you're doing violence against other humans in the lore there is another race um i cannot remember what their names are right now but they're essentially a giant like bug people and uh, they had like a very, very rich, unique culture. And the uh, this is one of the this is the one of the political mishaps that led to an immediate coup. <laughs> it was the big one. This was the trigger point. Um, 
the second community decided to wipe them all out and perform genocide. On the aliens? Yes. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, the second committee is Cerberus. Just going to do a little meets, genocide. Yeah. yeah. The bit. second committee is absolutely Cerberus meets uh, the GOP, which are basically the same thing. <laughs> Just in the future, you know? <laughs> like human first mentality is the second committee's. Um, uh, however, like that, you know, they, they, they've, they've been like exploring, you know, you know, exploring like AI and, uh, that they had found like from old, old earth, like these, like extremely powerful, like AI systems. It's like five of them. And they like, as long as they're linked together, they can just, they can basically almost like predict the future. Like I'm not, they can. Uh, and the accuracy is dependent on like, like how close it is, if that makes sense. So if they're like, what's a perfect planet to land on? They're like, uh, this should be good, but it might not be good by the time it gets there, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But if you're also looking for like, you know, how should we terraform this? It's actually really accurate. Um, or like, how should we guide our civilization? So they had found this and they had been doing a lot of research and all sorts of stuff. And then all of a sudden the planet, I mean, sorry, not planet, the moon Deimos just vanishes. So somebody had been trying to get a hold of Union through these, like through, through this AI and it just didn't work. And like Union just wasn't listening. And so this entity vanished the moon, Deimos. <laughs> I mean, to get everyone's attention. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that a celestial body disappearing would certainly get my attention. Oh, my God. I would yes. love that so much. Please. No, and oh then God. and then like all of the technology starts attacking people. Oh, my God. Please. <laughs> please. And like, so. Oh, sorry. I just I, I had a flash in the <laughs> world where we don't spend all our time critiquing Marvel movies. <laughs> in our free time and have other things to worry about like a technology revolt and the moon disappearing please right and i'm explaining this very badly very loosely i'm skipping over so much just for one the sake of time and two because i'm just here to get you interested so oh, it, doesn't have, it doesn't have to be correct you just have to be interested so so why while you've been doing this explanation i've already ordered the <laughs> core handbook and the two yes yeah. yes yeah, so. yes 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 more oh, answered let's go <laughs> i'm it and so especially since after this current arc i am not going to be dming um our fcrp for a while because your boy needs a break i've been running this thing for like three and a half no i've been running the thing for four years now your boy four and a half a years buddy we I'm started in use like i came back and you like we formed the FC in Stormblood. Yes. And the the our FC's canon has been forming since then, and I've been sort of the Jonathan Hickman over all of this. So I'm I'm actually really proud of where I'm leaving off. This isn't the this isn't my finale. This isn't my fall of Krakoa. No, you need a fucking break. <laughs> yeah. I, I already have my finale planned out. Like the last thing I'm going to do, I already have that planned out. I've got all the baddies planned out. I've got all the set pieces planned out and we're using fate. So I can, it'll be a lot cleaner than it's ever been. This, when we get to my end, it is going to be so fun and satisfying. I'll, I'll and, try to be, I'll try to be there for it. I'm so bad. Um, 
Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think having it like at the regular time has helped with consistency. So like it'll, it'll always be like every other Saturday, and then if we do an extra session, it'll just be like a a side quest session for people to just stack up resources and level up. So yeah, but no, I'm uh, in on I'm I'm in on Lancer. Like I I I can't wait. I'm well, I'm going to th that's gonna be my holiday reading. It gets better. So when it, it pops back, it turns out so there is a. Now, this is not AI, specifically not AI. This is a fully sentient digital entity. And so they start calling him Ra. And Ra's just like, stop looking into this shit. He's just like, stop doing it. He's just like, stop going like, because, you know, people are trying to like go like into a little too far into the, like the, 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 um, transhumanism but like a machine route sort of thing and Ra's like stop it and stop trying to do some research into this other stuff and you can look up what exactly the details are. I'm not going to tell you it's, it's great and then <laughs> vanishes again with the moon and again so Deimos wasn't empty by the way there were like researchers on it uh -oh. just poof and so in the way like and what happened was, is when Ra vanished, um, there were several entities that they have found that have like really high computing power and full personalities and are not AI and are not man-made. And everybody's like, what the fuck are they? And they're being called non-human persons because they are definitely sentient beings in a digital space that are not man-made and they also have extremely high computing power and you know what can happen under that right we no longer care about people do the murders well no it one thing <laughs> i love about irobot is the logic behind the robot revolution and yes. a lot of other sci-fi ends up taking from that concept it's the robots were built to protect humanity and they decided oh humanity's greatest threat is humanity so we're going to solve the problem yeah no it starts like like so they start what happens is, is that, you know they start computing as the book book calls it outside of human rules and logic so what the union does because again they have super high computing power and like they're extremely useful as unions just like and you know union scientists government officials they're like okay so we're going to create like a casket which they can store them in and then we are going to shackle them which they is by shackling is they basically created a logic puzzle like it's a really sophisticated logic puzzle that like binds their thinking to human constraints so they can then use them also as like you know place them inside of ships or help them run the government or like do all sorts of other things because again the processing like the thought processing is wild but they also have to revisit them like every so often and like redo the shackle because they'll think themselves out of it that is so much which is a, you know, there's a really good example of this is like, you know, one of them landed on a, on a planet and there was like a colony of people and uh, like all everybody on the ship 
was like slaughtered by the people so to save itself the nhp was like uh i'm actually your goddess being and they were they were holding me prisoner that by there's this other evil god and he was they were holding me captive and so they had an nhp as a god and eventually uh she stopped caring about them individually and started handing out copies of herself to like different chieftains she was just like hey you pleased me today <laughs> uh, and you know like the official like name like like the official name of Ra is like Monist one but there's actually a second one that popped up in the Onik people and has been just like it's just this giant thing that hovers above like their planet and is just there and is an actual god to them and as a god that is just like over ruling over their people. They're deeply religious and they speak to Monit. Monit's too. But totally not a cult. Uh would it be a cult if like it's like the god talks to them? Gives okay, them fair. actual messages. Fair. <laughs> like, I don't know if a giant, if a giant structure that's like like that can almost reach your atmosphere is hovering above the ground and sends you divine messages. Would you not worship? Like, I mean, I feel that one's actually pretty, pretty. Okay, that's that's. I see where you're coming from. It, it warned them of the attack that was happening from Union, from like the second from the second committee, where they just said "fuck you" and fired off a fucking rocket. So, yeah, like there's a lot of it's it's really cool. There's a lot of like different like there's so many different cultural things. There's like endless amounts of lore. I can literally send you YouTube links right now of like the lore. It's so good. But again, it's got all of the same themes of the things you love, which are Armored Core 6 and One Piece and our general, uh, you know, fuck fascism. Yeah, <laughs> like a, a lot of media has an anti-fascist theme armored core six how far oh, so before i talk about this bap and bacon how far are the both of you in armored core six cinder okay i am f trying to find the invisible people that you get out oh i hated that one i am I, i'm stuck on it i can't oh my god they're on uh, the walls. But they start on the walls and then they bounce around. Like yeah. grasshoppers. The, Fuck that fight, by the way. <laughs> I ended up so for that fight, I, I just hit I just hit a I just hit a state where I was like, you know what? We're solving this problem. I ignored the first one. I just jumped to one wall, slash, I'm like, I got shot, you boost to the next one, shotgun to the face, you boost to the next one, grenade to the face. I'm like, okay, I, now that I've solved the problem. I went with, I went with plasma gun, shotgun, and I can't remember which melee weapon I went with. I can't remember if I went with the twirly twirl or the slashy one. I can't remember the, the you know, which ones I'm talking about. Right? Yeah. 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 You know, actually I think I went with a slashy one for that one. Um, Baltius, I went with the twirly one and found a ridiculous strategy for that. Um, yeah, Bap, when you get to Baltius, Bap, I, I'm watching. I got to watch. Like, it is so satisfying watching everyone get their first clear. Like, it, it, it is just such. 
like you you, you want to root for it but so all right i'll talk around it but one of the central themes of armored core six it's such a cool subversion of the other armored cores the fascist so you have the corporations the way they frame the political fight it's they're all fighting on this planet for a resource and they're portraying themselves as the anti-fascist going against the fascist structure which is trying to tell them hey don't do that by the way the fascist structure is literally a bunch of union workers yes and so okay okay so you picked up on that the pca the pca <laughs> while they are unabashedly a fascist structure you see that their whole purpose is keeping these corporations in line because left unchecked they'll do dumb shit like blow up planets for resources yes <laughs> so it's a it's a nice subversion where it's like oh we're the bad guys like every so the 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 two endings i've got i was like oh, okay we're the bad guys got it i haven't got the third ending yet and i'm wondering if the third ending is the air quote good ending but given how the narrative of the game plays it is such a unique twist on the usual anti-fascist rhetoric. It's like, what if the bad guys thought they were the rebels? Right? Yeah, like they, it, it's, uh, it reminds me of um, early Gundam. Yes. Uh, with the, um, oh my God, what the fuck are they called? Uh, they're trying to get their independence. Okay, so are we talking Universal Century or one of the spinoffs? Because if it's Universal Century, God, I wish Jarrett was here because I always flip these two. The, the, the Principality of Xeon is at war with the Federation. The Principality of Xeon wants their independence from the Federation. Uh, I mean, I tell you that I'm reversing it because I. Th that central conflict goes out the window once Char comes into place because then it yes. just becomes Char Asimov's personal war. Well, it it yeah, it, it is the principality of Zeon wants independence, but Char is unhinged. Um, Char has war trauma. Um, Char has trauma. Char has so much trauma and is also one of their best <laughs> fighters, and it becomes his own personal. And he's doing some really fucked up shit. But there were some of the spinoffs that are part of the same timeline. Um, uh, I want to say OSMS team is part of the same one. Yeah. Like yeah. the, that one's part of the same one. Um, I forget the name of the movie, but it's the, uh, the Solomon incident. Yes. Oh my that. God. The Solomon incident. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Solomon, I have a I have returned. Fires nuke at space station. I was like, oh, oh my, my god! god. Uh, I forget the name of that movie. But that's a good one. Um, but yeah, no, the, the especially with mechs, and it get as Aaron was talking about people critiquing MCU movies. What a lot of the the critiques they have is, oh, they they're too woke, they're too political. I'm like my guy, art is political because art is made by people and people have biases in politics like yes it, mm -hmm. it is going to happen this is a thing that's going to happen although my favorite thing that's happening right now on the one piece reddit is a lot of new fans are like 
has One Piece always been about this? We're just like, yes, welcome to the yes, ride. Yes, literally, since day one. It, it, it's <laughs> I don't know how they, you missed it. The, it doesn't hit them until they get to Impel Down and they realize that the Freedom Fighters are literally trans people. And they're like, wait a second. Um, <laughs> o- Oda had to literally slap them in the face. And say, hey, guys. Hey. With a literal, is... literal, literal <laughs> enlarging hand. <laughs> It's uh, so it's not subtle. It is not subtle not at subtle. all. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy I started watching uh reading it when I was an adult and not a dumb kid. Yeah, okay. So me reading it as a dumb kid, I root re- so I think me reading specifically Claremont's X-Men, One Piece, and all of my dad's old Fantastic Four. That that helped shape my current worldview. Because all of that has a very specific messaging. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it while I was a dumb kid, having those seeds planted back then, as I began to mature, I was like, oh wait, that's right. Claremont, that's my X-Men too. So I, I get you. Yeah. Now that that I will always have a soft spot for Claremont because that's the X-Men that my dad had. And then Oh, really? From that, it went to Generation X, and I just love Generation X. Again, probably oh. because of the, the memories I have with just re- going to the comic store with my dad every month. We'd get Generation X, X-Man, and then I would just pick a random Spider-Man comic off the wall. So I was like, I like the Spider-Man cartoon. I'm going to get me a Spider-Man comic. The Skin skin was my favorite character out of that team. Dog, Skin, Sink, Chamber. Chamber. What's so the that- one? Uh, Monet. So, are you have you been keeping up with what Hickman's been doing with the X Men? I'm I slowed down, man. He's doing too much, man. Okay, it's so it's too many books. It's too many books. It's like he looked at all the X history and said, "Oh, y'all have some interesting toys you left behind. Here's Sink. Here's Monet. Here's Penance. Yeah, which oh yeah, we're bringing all this shit back. Oh, oh yeah. Word? Oh, nigger. <laughs> oh, He's wow. like, you left all these interesting toys behind for me to play with. Oh yeah, we're doing this." Um, but no, the, the whole M and penance thing, M plate was such a right. 90s villain design, but it still holds up to this day. Like, you can just hold on, I'm gonna get a picture of M plate. Like, you can tell this was this guy was made in the 90s, but this design is so cold. Yo, one thing I, I do want to talk about one thing with uh Armor Core, I forgot to say they kick your ass from day one. And and don't and listen. Do not care. And and do uh, what do you mean? Get bet get better. Double shot. Earn enough to get double shotguns. <laughs> that I can't. Part- I cannot do anything but a melee in my left hand, and the way it has pigeonholed me into certain fighting styles. Oh. Like I actually tried to double gun it, and I cannot. Like my brain cannot do it. So I'm like. Well, I've got to figure this out in an unoptimized way because I, my brain is not cooperating. But see, that's the thing. What's unoptimized for some, because I, I, I watched how you cleared Baltius, that it works for you, and it still follows the loop that Armored Core wants you to follow with boss battles. Stun, DPS phase. Stun, DPS, like stun, damage phase. Stun, Did damage phase. Did you like how I was using the spin on the melee weapon to dodge rockets? I, I caught that. That was, <laughs> that was I, when I, 
once I figured out, I was like, wait, wait a second. It propels me forward. I can change my timing. So it gives me more time. And I was like, I'm a Gundam. Like the, <laughs> I will give from software this. The, they took all the lessons they learned from soul, from their souls born games and added that combat loop to armored core without robbing you of the armored core experience okay but to be fair everything that they've done is for armored core you cannot convince me otherwise like like elden ring went to pay for armored core six it feels like they put their love into armor core. Like, like, you know what? This is our like, game. like, like they like the they like the other they like their Soulsborne games, but it's all really about Giant Max. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love Giant Max? They, they if the care that they put, I see why those does not like some of this for some of that from soft games because after playing Armor Core and how easily smooth and the movement is just. I see why you would be upset at the way certain souls born games. No, they captured the frenetic. They somehow managed to capture that frenetic movement of four with the grind of combat in five. I I can't explain because like combat in five, if you've if you've watched Code Geass, it feels like the in, the early Code Geass where the mechs were on the ground, they were hopping off walls and propelling. Like it felt like trench warfare. They captured that grind with the frenetic pace of four it it is such a clean combat experience and then so that there's one mission where it, it, it they tell you up front this is a stealth mission you you can't i mean you can trip alarms if you want to if, if that's what you want to do it it is it is technically possible to complete the mission tripping the alarms i, I tripped tried. every alarm <laughs> I tried. I was like, oh, this is like, I could do it, but this sucks. I tried it stealth. I built a sniper. I was like, oh my God. I, I A whole new combat loop opened up for me as a sniper. I was like, I can actually play this game as an FPS now. Do you, like, do I can you, actually play this game. Do you know what I found out on one of the stealth map missions? What's up? You can just use the map to like avoid fire and then loop around the corner and beat the shit out of them yes yes so like i triggered every alarm but i was literally skating the funk music and uh just like like i'm like bobbing and weaving and bobbing and weaving and whoops you're blown up now yeah just using i was using the architecture to just like avoid getting hit and then also just like because they don't follow you and just like swoop around and just be like oh taking out the cannons now i'm going for the little guys oh i found you snipers bye yeah it, it armored core 6 is so much fun i i can't say enough about it i'm very unhappy with the build i have to do for this cinder fight oh yeah so i have to be ugly <laughs> yeah, that that four had had some really good quad legs. Like they were just very sleek in their design. I get why the quad the spider legs look the way they do in six because the, the company the company that makes them that's their style. They're just ugly as sin. They are so ugly that the decals do not save it. No, 
I mean, you, you can, can put a cute a, colorway on it, but can, that's about you it. You can give a really nice paint job that kind of helps. Yeah. But it is very function over fashion, and I'm just like... Oh, for, for Cinder, I went function over fashion. So, BAP, without, again, without spoiling the fight itself, just keep in mind, because you're going to get to this point, the spider legs, you can hover without using any boost. I, I'm at that. I think I might have because there's a there's a mission that you have to beat. I might be there because I have the spider legs. You can yeah. you get the spider legs well before you actually okay. get them from the tutorial. Yeah, it's a tutorial mission that gave them to me. Yeah, yeah. but I've been, I've been using the tank treads. Yeah, the, oh yes. Yeah, the tutorial mission gives you the tank treads, and the I can't do the tank treads. It's not enough movement. Uh, um, uh, you can get moving. You can get well, moving with the right boost pack. Oh no, I. It's not the right kind of movement. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. It, it's very, it's not. Yeah. I'm very lateral. Yeah, yeah. I'm very fluid motion. It, it, it's very Derrick Henry, not so much uh, <laughs> Justin much Jefferson. So. You get me. Gotta have that, gotta, gotta have that hip, that, that torque, that hip torque. I you know what this podcast loves? Max. Hey man, we we love Max. We love. I have to jazzercise in my mech. I can't do that with a. <laughs> Can't fucking do that with the tank treads. Uh, okay, there, so in chapter three, you actually get tank treads that do that. They don't feel like tank treads, but they're they're, mo- they're like they're lateral, like they're quick boost tank treads. I'm like, this is so weird and quirky, and I want to find a build that works for it because they, they're not heavy, so you can't go like the traditional heavy arm set with it. But it. It's fun. It's quirky, but that but that's the fun of Armored Core. The the fun is building stuff, testing it out, putting it in the field, and seeing what you can do with it. For those invisible motherfuckers, I literally had to go rabbit legs and like no weight. Yeah, I had to. Nah. I had to go cracked speed demon, and I was just like, I'm like, I have an addiction now. Nah, I I that that Isagi just unlocked me. I saw the puzzle piece. I was like, yeah, we're solving this problem now. I I'm- I I just like. I, because you know, you get those legs from the Aquabus uh, frame yeah. in the previous one, and I put them bad boys on and uh, uh, picked the 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 uh, speed racer body, like the like the yeah. chest part. You know what it looks like with yeah. the with the adjusted boosters and the tiny helmet, and then just went uh, plas- plasma grenades, uh, shotgun, and the sword. And I was just like, come here, little grasshopper, and just went on a murder spree and was just, we are not doing it. And when I finally did beat the boss, I actually took, like, no damage, which is great because I was a glass cannon. <laughs> right. But it was a lot of airtime. <laughs> oh, uh, so a lot of my first clears, I'm in deck because I just burned so much ammo. Like I'm, I'm emptying my machine gun clip. I'm emptying the shotgun. I'm just, I'm just dumping ammo. Like mm-mm. I, I have yet to go into debt from ammo. I just got there. Wow. <laughs> like, oh no, it's money but, being taken out. Let me check my money. But <laughs> oh, I, I oh. also, I also farm like missions oh, yeah, between yeah. missions because like oh, you have that re, you have that know. replay. And you get money from that. So I've just been going through trying to get like yep. A, B, like B ranks and A ranks. There's some of them where I'm like, fuck you. I, I don't care on what my rank is. Uh, uh, that's uh, the one of them is the one where you have to climb the giant mech. 
Oh my God, I hate that mission. The one in the sandstorm. Oh yes, they they took the mother will from Armored Core Four yes. and said, "What if we had the technology to actually make this fight the way we wanted to?" I was like, yes. "Oh, this is this is next level. This is like." From, I, a, from a design standpoint, I'm like, this is dope. Is impressive. I do from have a, a clip of of you know the the it falling in the background and then the yes, it just and then you're just walking away and it's just like cool guys don't run from explosions. <laughs> <laughs> I just I make myself feel better and just go fuck up the helicopter every now and then. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. We I, I, me? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I so I. Again, I remember when the game dropped, there was a whole lot of Steam reviews like, yo, is the tutorial supposed to be this hard? The rest of us, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I that uh, first mission, I was just like, I don't, I'm just like, I have a B. I'm not going back. I have they, because I have like I have to go fight that with the ghetto mech. No. <laughs> I refuse. Uh, but you were there coaching me through that first mission. I was just like, Justin, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And like that that is one thing I appreciate about the Armored Core 6 community for the most part. Again, every community has bad actors. Every community has uh, toxic elements. But for the most part, the Armored Core 6 community is about encouraging and helping people out. Not in the, hey, this build is the best build way, but in the, oh, you want to do it this way? Cool. This is how you do it this way. And that that is, that's pretty cool to see. I'm going to um, say, I'm going to say one more thing about Lancer because it does relate to Armored Core. The mech customization is huge. So yeah, like, oh, I'm, I'm, the, rules, I'm the rules for the mechs are like, the rules for combat are super tight. The rules for narrative RP are super loose, but like you can get some, you can go pretty hard on the mech customization. This is hitting all of my buttons because I, I like tight combat, but I love loose narrative because the, the fun of the RP is when your players get into the character and they say, what would my character do in this situation? And the fun as a DM is saying, I'm going to put your character in positions that they aren't comfortable in. My my right. goal might be to have like four different Lancer campaigns going on with me DMing none of them. I'm going <laughs> to DM one. Um, right, I've got I've got one, I've got one of my friends DMing another. Basically, like like um, our our because we're um, uh, we are part of um, there's like there's a there's a professional DM who's um, pretty big on a TikTok. It's uh um neo soul god and he is the most wonderful dm i have like like encountered especially in just like i don't know who you are oh my god you're delightful like they are so great they are absolutely fantastic and they put one of my friends who's in a campaign that we're playing together onto lancer and that friend it triggered all of their all of his special interests <laughs> and then he's just like so bacon i think you would like lancer and then i looked at it and then you know he was like he's gonna run a game and then i started like looking through the rule books and i looked through the like the the lore stuff and i'm just like oh my god mora plays lancer by the way uh Justin, and so I've been like awesome. I've been planning my character builds with Mora, which has been delightful. 
Um, so I am, I'm like super hype. I'm just like, I need more people to know. Everyone must know. Everyone oh no, we're, spread, we're, Lance, we're spreading the good word. word. We're spreading the good word. Uh, Have you so. heard about my Lord and Savior, Lancer? <laughs> and episode title um so we have two ways we can go with this i know which direction i'm leaning because we were talking does that about direction a- involve asses well okay it didn't but now it does <laughs> does the direction involve the back end and the back end on a truck so <laughs> Because we were talking about a company that shows love for their product and it seems to be flourishing and prospering. And I was going to pivot to a company where they're having the opposite problem with Bungie seems to be imploding upon itself under the weight of its own. Uh, um, under the weight. Itself, really. Uh, it's poorly managed. And then the fans decided to speak with their wallet. Um, so it's a perfect confluence, right, moment. right, right. It's the perfect confluence of bullshit. So Sony's poorly managed, and it buckled under the weight of itself. And then, while all the fans were speaking with their wallet, so like it's like you fall through a floor, and then the floor starts to creak, then you fall through another floor, and then the floor starts to creak, and then they're owned by Sony, who is like, oh, you're oh, we've heard you speaking with your wallets. We'll just remove Destiny too. Thanks for the feedback. And everyone is like, Bungie's like, what? Destiny fans are like, what? And Sony's just left the room already. And we're in that space where they have the layoffs. So then they've laid everybody off. They told everybody. They laid everybody off before the two months that don't exist. So nobody can get their shit right because you're in the office and out of the office and in the office and out of the office till January. Two months don't count. (laughs) So they're in there January for a DLC that's supposed to come out in June that's supposed to essentially... Hold the weight of the Destiny series. If it does not succeed, there will be no more Destiny after that year. Full you know what my stop. favorite part is? As other cost-saving measures after, like, you know, pulling the lever, they're also telling their employees that they will pull the lever again. And they're removing yes. almost all of the morale shit yes. that is in place. Holiday And all the employee benefits. Yep. And they told QA basically to go fuck themselves. And I'm like, good luck saving your company. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So does everybody remember about two to three years ago when Bungie hired like a thousand new people for like QA, like everybody was starting to get jobs at, at Bungie? Yeah. Yeah, because they were working on the UIP. Weird. Weird how that happens. The first people to let get let go are the people Always. at the bottom. Well, it it wasn't even the first people they let go. They let people go from everywhere. Like, like all no, all of the front-facing people, all of the community engagement people, they're gone. Also, apparently, they've been um, quietly um, letting people go from QA for months now. They've been bleeding people from QA. They've been they've been kind of um, whittling them down for months. So bleeding QA, Bungie QA has been bleeding. Right. That's why I didn't get hired. Remember, I was trying to apply, and I was like, I wonder if they told me to go fuck myself. I wonder what was going on because I was hearing that there were people were getting let go. It was the opposite, so I was like, all right, well, fair enough. And uh, yeah, they they were cutting those people off. So, so, so for because I I have I am so out of touch with what's going on in Destiny gameplay narrative company. You're saying Destiny players are speaking with their wallets. What happened? So Lightfall 
wasn't good. So I'll say Witch Queen was the best Destiny DLC since Forsaken. It had the great campaign, it had the great raid, it had the great story, Sabatoon was there. Music, acting, game space, everything, perfect. Crafting, like, great. Um, Lightfall was not nearly as good in any meaningful way. It also had the misfortune of just not being advertised as what Bungie suggested it was going to be in any way. The campaign was not good. It didn't move the story in any meaningful way. So it got everyone off to a very rocky start. And then they were um they were doing some tech they were doing some um essentially um migration from one form of server technology to another, which was then creating issues there. So then the game came, the DLC that everyone was waiting for had come out wasn't great. Um, the technical state of the game had fallen apart. They were building towards something else, but Bungie's very transparent. Like, we're building towards something else that's going to be very bumpy. Combination of that um, with the very, very obtuse um, system of getting old Destiny DLC. So there's no way for you to get all of Destiny in a box for, like, a certain amount of money. It's like four DLCs. All DLCs are individually priced, and things within the DLC are individually priced. So getting des- catching up on Destiny is, like, one of those... Um, when you do it on Steam and it's like 14 different things, a checkbox, and then you got the, it's like that. So that all. Insert my Bungie has had a shitty monetization structure and refuses to do anything about it since like day one ramps. Right. So the combination of all this meant that players were um, walking away from the game, actively boycotting the game. Because they were acquired by Sony, there was a narrative that all these billions of dollars were going directly, like they were stealing our money and they were, you know, on their... All of a sudden, Bungie had become Amazon for a bit, so the player started acting like it. So the way Destiny makes its money is with microtransactions, players actively boycotted, people sloughed off how they make their money. Like, the fact that they were 45% off their projected revenue makes sense given how it lightfall launched and the player's response the seasons afterwards have actually gotten extremely good but it's already the, the train has already left the station so um yeah that's kind of that's where it's, it's at it's also just not cost effective to join in as a new player or as a returning player you have to make a huge financial investment right there's no and that's kind of the problem with it it's like but that was so the actual feedback is the your DLC is not intuitively laid out for anyone who wants to elapse player who wants to catch up. The narrative then became that Bungie is predatory and stealing our money, which is not true. It's just Bungie's always been very awkward with that shit all the time. It's just poor management. But the timing, um, like I said, you fall to one floor and that floor is creaking, and then you fall to another floor and that floor starts creaking, and then you hit the stone and then the stone starts cracking. Yeah, you know I don't. I, mean? I don't like think that. it was intentionally predatory. No, it was because- not. Because I'm not going to lie, like, that just doesn't work. Right. Like, 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 which is part of the problem. Like, it having that many, like, and some of them, they haven't even dropped the prices on. Like, it would also be a different thing if, like, all oh, the DLCs are, like, five bucks. They're not. Right. Um, right. Like, and, and then when a new DLC comes out, that's, like, a, that's, like, a full 60 bucks. So, you're paying, like, a full $60. Yes. Like, it is a very expensive game to keep up with where, like, I can just play an MMO yes. and put $15 a month. Right. Um, I Bungie, can do ESO for less. Right. So as a result, so, Bungie's kind yeah. of, Bungie kind of set their monetization, their monetization structure was on them, uh, the edge of a blade and it just, it's on, it's on a, and it just fell. It, it's fell archaic. Off. There we go. It's an archaic monetization. Right. Structure. And it blew up in their face. So like everything is happening 
at the same time. All the bad things, all, all the all the um all the consequences are arriving at the same time. And they don't like each other, so they're fist fighting all through the house. So your house is actively being destroyed by consequences as they struggle all over the house at each other. So that's where Destiny's at. Probably won't be any more Destiny after next year. I'd be amazed if there is. Do you think that if for Destiny 3, because they, they Destiny 2 did a soft reboot, Destiny 3, they'll find a way to do a soft reboot. I have faith in writers in general. Writers are creative with doing these things. If there is a Destiny 3, do you think that just embracing the fact that they're an MMO up front, would that help them? Or has the damage been done? Um, I think if it's a new game, it could be it could be fine. Yeah, the it was. It, I mean, they're gonna have to have this. They're gonna have to do it just for um um uh, just for survivability and just to be adults with their remaining player base because um, Destiny 2's biggest problem, and they never quite recovered from it, is not is by actively trying not to be an MMO, like running actively exactly. sprinting from that lineage. Um, it put a huge dent in how Destiny 2 could work going forward for a game that was five and six years long. So yeah. yeah, and like they didn't finally acknowledge it until like literally a couple years ago. Two, maybe and it's just three. like y'all are fucking ridiculous. There's actually a TWAB where they actually said it where the guy actually acknowledged that the game is an MMO and um, we need to lean into this. Like yeah. full stop. I was like, no fucking shit. Right, no shit, right, no shit. <laughs> I remember so. when Destiny 1 dropped and everyone was, you know, Destiny 1, we all loved it. That first day I got on Twitter and said, oh, this is an MMO, right? Like the making the Final Fantasy 14 comparison, strikes are dungeons, yes. raids are raids. Yes. The storyline is MSQ. Like it, the loop of Destiny is an MMO loop and that is yes. how they keep you it's in the game. It's a fucking MMO yes. loop. In fact, complete with rules. In complete, you have dailies and you have a roulette to ensure that when you're doing your strikes for the story, you always have people running with you and you're not, you don't, you aren't dependent upon. And there's and a there's... whole PVP section. Yes. Like it's, it's, it's an MMO. One of the, the, um, one of the biggest, MMO. if they had called it an MMO from the start, they would have been able to insulate themselves against certain levels of critique. Cause um, some people were critiquing like now people critique the grindy um, segmented narrative the grindy gameplay and the segmented narrative, the reuse of areas, and I'm like, this is an MMO. That's how they work. But because Bungie spent so long saying that it's not an MMO, that people have these critiques that they think are valid, and not. It's an MMO. Areas. And get I, I also like when I tell people, I'm like, who are people like? It's not an MMO. I'm like, yes, it is. It is an MMO. They're like, they said it's not. I'm like, they're wrong. Yeah. They, not only that, they <laughs> and in it, denial. And they walked it back. So like, it's like. And then they and they walked it back. Like, back. They actively walked it back and embraced it. And the game is better for it, by the way. Like Destiny. Really like is. the problem was is that Lightfall was Lightfall was so bad. You, um, can that, I say something? I'm, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm some. I'm a lapse. I'm the player that most people are in Destiny right now. Like I, it, either you're a hardcore, 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 and you playing, and you playing grandmasters, or you like me, and I'm gonna hop in. Oh look, see what's new, and then I'm gonna hop back out because it's too grindy and I don't care. Um, and that's kind of how Lightfall was, but it felt great to play. 
Like, that's the problem. Like, it really, this might be the best it's ever, like, Strand, the new subclass, feels amazing. But I got so lost in the narrative of having to come back every week to learn, like, five seconds of new stuff that I just gave up, you know? And a lot of people are like that, too, where I ain't about to stick through this whole season and keep playing. And I think that's where a lot of the player base is right now. Like, I get on right it took me, I was trying to get Iron Banner. It took me five minutes to find an Iron Banner match. That is wild. A quick play. Like, I that, was wild on Xbox. On Xbox. I was nah, I, Iron Banner used to be the thing. Like, Iron Banner was it. Like, that's okay. changed too. You know what game does a great job at drip feeding its narrative without locking out players that take a break? Mm-hmm. Apex Legends. Actually, yes, Apex Legends does do a great job of drip feeding their narrative. Which Apex Legends has a surprisingly deep narrative for what it is. Yeah. We need to get Hegs on that one, cause ooh, baby, um, I don't think anybody knows Apex like Hegs knows Apex. Like I, I, there there are things where I I just observe from afar because I realize okay the, I'm I'm decent enough at this but I don't have fun playing it but the lore like Street Fighter Street Fighter has an incredible lore I'm not good enough at Street Fighter to participate but I will watch from afar Mortal Kombat the newest string of Mortal Kombat games the lore is fascinating I am garbage at Mortal Kombat so I'm not gonna play the game but I'm intrigued with the lore like the the Liu Kang Katana loves, or the Liu Kang, is it Katana or is it? It's a Liu Kang Katana, yes. Yeah, the Liu Kang Katana love story. That is beautiful. It is. Like straight up, it is beautiful. The What they pull off in one is amazing with those two. I am garbage at Mortal Kombat 1. I'm never touching that game. Yeah. But I will observe from afar. Uh, so... But another game that does a great job of that is Final Fantasy XIV. I knew it. Pa- I was what? like, I know. I, I, would never, I would never have guessed. Wild. The, the patches the patches are seasons, right? So, okay, making the Destiny comparison. The patches are seasons. Right? Like, the, the dot .x expansions, those are just your seasons. That's where we expand on the lore, expand on the narrative. And while you have to do those things to get the full narrative, not completing them in time doesn't lock you out from the experience. You can always go back and do it, and there's always going to be ways to keep you engaged. And even if you have to do older content, the daily grind of 14 is incentivized so that those players that are already caught up will assist you just through nature of doing their daily grind. Like, th- there's, Give ways me my to make there's ways to make this work. It's not hard. There's so I many different not. ways. There's a, there's a structure. There's tried and true structures right. that have been built on there. the tiers of MMO devs for the last 30 fucking years. That's, it's all right there. All the strategies that work are right fucking there. And it just ran away from it. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Because like I said, like, I mean, we had this discussion like early, 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 early on. And I'm just like, I'm an MMO player. I've always been an MMO player. My my whole point was the whole reason I wanted to play Destiny because I was like, oh, it's an MMO and a shooter. And I get to punch people. I love punching people. (laughs) That's how we all that's how we all basically linked up is Destiny. Like it wasn't like we I mean, yes, we all had shows, but it wasn't that. 
<laughs> we were playing Destiny before we were doing anything else. And here we are. You know Justin's like, you got a PlayStation? I got a PlayStation. Justin's like, invite. And I'm like, cool. I'm on PlayStation Space Wakanda. What up, buddy? The um, It's just funny that, like, this would be one problem that Bungie could fix if everything didn't happen at the same time. It all happened together. Well, and <laughs> Sony leadership, like, basically went like, y'all, if you don't get your shit together, we're just going to dissolve the board. Now, they didn't say that they were going to dissolve Bungie, but they did say that they're removing all of Bungie leadership. They're hey, just listen. like, you, I listen. mean, y'all fucked up. Y'all can kiss your jobs goodbye. Sony Santa Monica is a um, flotilla of dreadnoughts hovering in Earth's orbit led by an AI hive mind that delivers AAA single-player experiences to us once every year. Um, they were... What? I still don't know why they bought Bungie, but it's fine. Right. They bought Bungie for a live service plan that they abandoned very shortly thereafter. So the chances of Bungie being absorbed into the flotilla and being tasked with helping with Spider-Man 3 or God of War India or whatever is is increasing by the day. And like people, are I was just like, this is the most pointless acquisition I have seen in my I, life. I tell you all the time, <laughs> it was two drunk people on Tinder, each dealing with intimacy issues in their own relationships. Perfect timing, perfect time of evening, perfect amount of alcohol, and off they went. They had no business with each other, sober in the light of day, absolutely no business with each other, and so here we are. The relationship is going as about as well as I thought of because again. Destiny doesn't make any money. Now it lost a it 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 didn't even, it, it lost players, but it kind of it it doesn't make any money, and now it's operating in the negative. And Sony is toxic, does not care about live service or online games un, at all, at all, and has abandoned all that shit. So you have this company you've acquired that is just hemorrhaging money for a game you as a core company your conceit your value system does not care about well that's it then the writing is on the wall and god of war 3 will be when you play it when you play as this boy in india or africa or wherever it's going to be a much better game for the bungee developers that have been um sent into space to help out with the tech and proper <laughs> development of that game Spider-Man 3, uh, Ratchet and Clank, whatever. All these <laughs> games are going to be fucking superb. Amazing <laughs> games. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn North, where she goes to Canada. Gonna be amazing. <laughs> fucking superb. Gran Turismo 8. What well, not Gran Turismo. That's not part of the hive mind. But yes, those games will be absolute, absolutely slapped because Bungie helped. And that's, and that's what we're looking at. That is, I, if we get more, if we get more Destiny style content or even Marathon at all, I would be fucking, I would be amazed would, if we get Marathon would, at all. I would be shocked if we get Marathon. Yeah, shocked. Like, it, I, that might as well be Ghostware at this point. Right. Um, that is not a yeah. thing. That is not a thing we can believe in. I mean, we don't have, okay, we don't have to talk about it in detail, but I still want to get a, give a shout out to Leaks. <laughs> to game trailer leaks. <laughs> so that Grand Theft Auto Six for a game. game that's not we're not getting a reveal until 2025. <laughs> but shout out 
to the leaks because there are there are booty shaking memes all over all the timelines. Yeah, buddy. So <laughs> I saw the when I saw the trailer, my first thought was that Rockstar has finally grown up. And what I mean by yes! that is Yes! Yes! Yeah, okay. Please explain. Yes, yes, please. So what explain, I mean man. by that, Grand Theft Auto started off as a chaos simulator. Right? Like at, at its core, the original Grand Theft Auto game is just a chaos simulator. You get in your mm -hmm. car, you top down chaos, do whatever, cause as much chaos as you can. There's a loose narrative with the three gang factions and whatever. But it's I've a chaos been, simulator. Never been more thankful for GTA online. Um so okay, that this is where <laughs> this is where the story loops around. Grand Theft Auto 3 was really their first attempt at a narrative GTA, like a narrative chaos simulator. Where, yeah, you have the Chaos Simulator elements, but really there's a story behind it. Right? That story is just a typical... I don't want to say... God, because it's, it's not a Godfather narrative, but it, 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 it takes heavily from Frank Capella, Martin Scorsese-type gangster flicks where instead of following the mafia family, you're following an outsider who is observing all of this and has been effectively contracted by them, right? Like not trying to get too deep into the Grand Theft Auto narrative, but that's GTA 3's narrative. Then you have GTA Vice City, which is Scarface. Like it's, it's Scarface. Yeah, it's cocaine yeah, it's Scarface, yeah. Yeah, it, it's the cocaine 80s. Then you get GTA San Andreas, which is Boys in the Hood. Minister Society, yeah. All yeah, like, it, it, it is a it is a 90s black coming of age story in the hood. Minister Society, um, Boys in the Hood, Juice. Um, I am blanking on this name and I'm ashamed of myself. John Singletary, like it's John Singletary flick. Right. Right. Grand Theft Auto 4 is an immigrant story. Right. This is this is where I think that they start having an internal beef it, because so, this this is the most uneven of the games because it's, they're trying to do something they've never done before. Right. The under underpinning the the overarching narratives of the the PS2 era GTA games is a layer of juvenile humor. Mm -hmm. Right. Very very juvenile humor. Right. Yes. GTA Four while maintaining that juvenile humor tries to tell a subversive story. Yes. Like it tries to tell the story of making it in America. Yes. Like it. That was my favorite one, by the way, for that reason. The opening, the opening of the Godfather is so perfect because it tells you the thesis of the Godfather one and two in two minutes. And a lot of people miss it. It's the, the funeral worker. It's the undertaker saying, I believe in America. I raised my daughter in an American way, and I could actually do the whole monologue I have memorized. But essentially, he says, yo, I believed in America. I bought into America. My daughter gets hurt, and America turned its back on me. I did everything you, you told me to do, but you turned your back on me. So now I'm turning to Don Corleone. That's the whole thesis of The Godfather 1 and 2. The whole thesis is that immigrants coming to America trying to play Amer – it's Italians coming to America trying to play Americans. But America tells them that they're niggers, and they say, fine, we'll make the mafia. Like that, 
Godfather 1 and 2 spoiled for you. There you go. That is the whole thesis <laughs> of Godfather 1 and 2. It's what it means to be an American. It's not about gangsters. It is not about family. It, at its core, is what it means to be American. That's the whole point. GTA 4 tries to do that, but they also have that layer of juvenile humor that kind of undercuts the narrative they're going for. Mm-hmm. The entire reason I fucking don't like GTA. GTA 5 tries to do another subversive story about their own community. GTA 5 gives you three protagonists. It gives you Michael, the GTA protagonist who won. Mm-hmm. He's beaten the game. There's nothing left for him to do. Yep. Michael. No, it's not. I want, uh, Mike, is, uh, I want, Mike is a white fellow. Franklin. Franklin's black Franklin, fellow. thank you. Franklin. You I'm like, it's, it's not Michael. I'm, Franklin is the new G, is the, the next generation of GTA player. Starting from the bottom, trying to build themselves up. That is the one the players are. That is who Rockstar wants you to identify with. Trevor is the chaos simulator. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to tell the story of these three things and their community, but they still have that layer of juvenile humor. And when their community latched on to Trevor instead of Franklin, the the beef that started in four comes to a head in five. And at some point after five was finished and they just went all in on GTA Online, you can tell they purged all the Trevor out of Rockstar. Mm-hmm. It, yes, it, sir. It, it, it manifested itself in Red Dead being so properly our tour. Like whether you like yep. it or dislike it or not, it is a hell of a movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a hell of a movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the yeah. the the subtle one. There's one shot of the beach that has so many subtle different things in it that I was just like, you know what? They're making so many different commentaries right now, but it's not hee hee ha ha. You know, it's not over the top. It it take a it I appreciate that they're um they're they've balanced enough to know that America doesn't require any of your humor anymore. Like if you right. want to if you want to do a game, an unhinged game about America, just pick the right place. <laughs> just put your game in the right location and go and America will do the rest. And I appreciate they they want right to Florida, and they don't have to they don't have to add any seasoning. They don't have to do anything. They just have to make the game, just do what they do, put it in Florida, and let us run around. And they have all the Grand Theft Auto that they need, properly aged for a grown audience, but still just as unhinged without being problematic because they just put it in. They just knew better. They knew well enough. To put it in the right place, and uh, yeah, um, once I saw it was in modern day Florida, I was like, "Well, because I don't like Grand Theft Auto." I'll fully tell you, I like Grand Theft Auto Four because, like, like Justin said, it was in fact an immigrant story above all else. It was ridiculous, but the core narrative was an immigrant story, and it was very, very well done. I I enjoyed it quite a bit the day where i'm saying i'm preferring gt i'm per, i'm looking more forward to gta than the i was looking forward to the last saints row never would have thought right of so, so okay so here, here here's where we continue the story gta online the story of gta online is more of a traditional gta one story you're starting from the bottom in a chaos simulator because they're trying to get their legs on what they're doing 
as you as they drop DLC for free, I might add, GTA Online is a 100% free experience. The only the only incentive you have to buy money is to get cosmetic stuff. It does not help you be better. Money does not help you be better at the game. Money just helps you look better. And I'm, they have built an entire economy around that. No, I'm so excited. Every time a fucking company learns that people will just shell out money for cosmetics. And like the the RP community in GTA is fucking wild. Yo. And do you know where you use cosmetics? Fucking RP. Them RPers are paying for fucking they are paying for gta 6 they are pay, paying for every fucking ass hair that was in red dead redemption <laughs> fucking all of it <laughs> and like the pvp aspect of gta online because there is a heavy pvp community doesn't use the money you don't use your money in the pvp in the heavier pvp aspects the racing aspects they all give you stock cars the combat aspects they all give you stock loadouts the money is purely cosmetic, so you can buy yachts and flex. Literally, one of the things you can buy is a yacht. The yacht serves no purpose other than to say, I fucking have a yacht. That's it. The heists exist because they're fun. Yeah, you get money, but you're not here for the money. Like, the money just gets you more cosmetic stuff. And so, as these DLCs drop, GTA Online, while maintaining, because they still want to be funny, but they lean away from that juvenile GOP humor, right? The juvenile edgy white boy humor, to just more absurdist humor. They become Saints Row. GTA Online becomes Saints Row. And they do a better job of being Saints Row. They do a better job of doing Saints Row the Third than the new Saints Row does. Because the new Saints Row is like, well, okay, what is our new space? Where are we trying to occupy it? Do we go all in on absurdism or do we try to ground ourselves in some sort of reality? They tried to ground themselves and I appreciate what they were going for. The execution left a lot to be desired. But I appreciate what they were going for and the execution left a lot to be desired because GTA Online already fulfills a lot of what that game wants to do. Mm-hmm. So... It, it, it is wild watching Rockstar grow up, and a lot of these people are going to get GTA 6, expecting GTA 3, no. and it's going to be closer to GTA 4. Bro, you're going to get, I, bro, bro there's going to be a lot from, of, there's going to be so much Red Dead Redemption in that shit. Like, when they get the I, story I online, just, like, I am here, I am here for the, for the melanated Latinas and Florida shenanigans. We all are. Also, I, the non-male protagonist, please, thank you. Like, I thank you. Finally, yes. yes, I am thank so hyped. That was another one of my issues. Like, I, I don't, I want, I'm playing even though, even though. keep saying it's a dual protagonist. Oh, no, you can probably, you probably choose. Like, I'm fairly certain you just choose. Yeah, it's you probably choose, a choice. You, you can choose and swap, but, like, no, miles. But I'm saying, like, why would you pick, I mean, I mean, some people don't want to play as a lady. They don't want to play as a lady. I mean, there's like, there's a whole like anti woke. There's always, whenever, I mean, you can see it if you just literally look at the anti woke crowd response to any game where you don't play as a white dude. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I I was being sarcastic. Oh. Oh, okay. I mean, you can't be sarcastic. (laughs) I mean, people are seriously like railing against this. Like, no, from, from the opening of the trailer where we see her get out of jail, I know the story they're telling. This is a recidivism story. Yep. Like straight, this is, 
if Saints Row 2 was played straight, it's that story. The story of I'm out, I'm fresh out of jail. I'm trying to make it work. I'm trying to make it work. I'm trying to make it work. But the city won't let me make it work. So now I gotta go do this other thing. And add on to add on to the fact that the primary protect like it, yeah, it's a deuterat, it's a a deuter deuterotic. It's two protagonists. I'm trying to say the word, but I'm hanging up on it. But yeah, you have two protagonists. I guarantee you, the woman is the primary focus of this story. I mean, and the primary, like the, the driving force of the narrative is going to be her specific struggles trying right. to get right. Well, my favorite part about this is like, one, that was a trailer that they didn't even want leaked. Yeah. That was That was the most annoyed Twitter post I have seen in my life. They're like, fine. Since y'all motherfuckers leaked it, go watch the actual thing on fucking YouTube. Oh, you ever seen? You ever seen? You finally break down your parent one one fateful day, and they just let you do whatever the fuck nonsense you like. They got the, they just <laughs> rubbing their temples, and you can do whatever it is. You can get the you can get the cake for dinner, or you can go roll around in the mud. That that moment when you buckled your parent under the sheer weight <laughs> of your of of your existence, keeping you alive. That's what Rockstar tweeted out. That that energy. It's like, all right, here's the trailer. Please leave us alone so we can finish making this game. Again, Please. the reveal the reveal for the game is, is summer 2025. So all we know is it is Florida appropriate. We know one of our, at least one of our two protagonists and everything else is open to change. However, I do know that shit's going to be a money printer. Oh. I guarantee you, you know why that game isn't coming out until 2025? GTA 6 Online is Absolutely. the sole reason for this holdup. I guarantee you, like, the game itself is probably close to done. They're, they're, getting, they're, 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 they're making a new printer. Right. Be, because what they don't want is a situation. So when GTA 5 dropped, and GTA, on GTA Online came out, I want to say a year after GTA 5 came out. And when it came out, it was fine, but it was lackluster. They want to make sure that, well, the first question they have to ask themselves, are we going to allow players to carry over GTA 5 online progress to GTA 6 online? I would say no, but give them a little bonus for having played it. Like, oh, you play GTA online for five. Here's an extra million dollars or whatever, right? Give them a bonus for being a lifetime subscriber. Probably some, you know, uh, cosmetic items right off the bat that nobody else is going to have exactly so, so i heard i thought i heard this on the podcast and i thought it was interesting what about if they don't stop gta 5 online and they just add on like here's now you can because they do they do this in pso2 where you can just go to the newer version of pso2 and still have all the same benefits from pso I don't think they're going to do that because it's going to be a brand new story and a brand new system. And like GTA Online is so fucking old. Well, I mean, as far as like hopping on an airplane and being able to keep your character and that's it. You know, I think they can do that. If and this is a big like from a technical standpoint, I think they can do that because there's been a slow push to get GTA Online slowly has been incentivizing you to get off of ps4 or get off of old gen and on to current gen 
right? Like, like we're, we're at a point now where PS5 and the new Xbox, that's current gen. They're trying to push you on the current gen. I would assume that the engine they're using for the online portion is going to remain the same. If they keep that engine the same and they, they finally kick everybody off of old gen, they might do that. Oh, full upgrade for both. So, like, you can, in fact, be in San Andreas, but they give it a full facelift and then bring it in line with Vice City. So both places. Right, and you're only allowed to go to Vice City if you've purchased six. Exactly. Oh, that Keep would be... the same economy. Ooh, imagine if Everything you go... Everything stays Ooh. the same. All the old DLC is the same. Ooh, imagine you get on, you go on GTA Online and they, they get an airport opens up that you have no access to. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's You can't get on the plane. <laughs> Like, again, they, from a technical standpoint, they can do that. But I also know that's a lot of work. And if Rockstar doesn't see the benefit in doing that, they'll just have you start over. But they, it is possible. So I guarantee you that 2025, those are the questions they're answering. They're answering those questions on the online yeah. implementation. Like, what, right. what is their season going to look like? like that that is the, probably the most important. I realize this now. That's more important than the actual content of GTA 6's campaign. We already know oh, what yeah, they absolutely. do. Yeah. We already know. It's, we already know. Yeah. yeah. So they're going they're to spend all the... Yeah, you're right. This All this time is going to get, making sure GTA Online works. And Because they, they stumbled into online being a money printer. They did. Yeah, you know, they, they're and, have their and, own and, and also one of the one of the biggest pro, like it is the biggest complaints of it doesn't matter what live service game it is, it doesn't matter what MMO, it doesn't matter what fucking version of not MMO you want to fucking call it, uh, not that's in quotes, not MMO, <clears throat> Bungie. Um, there's not going to be enough content. What do you mean? For the player base, there is not going to be enough content. In a GTA Online, like the uh, new, like a new. There, there's just not going to be, and that's fine. That is a quite. That is a that is a statement that cannot be fixed because people are ridiculous. So yeah, like that is that is that is an MMO live service whatever fucking problem. Like even right now, people are saying like like we just got a huge patch. With that patch, people were saying there was no content in that patch. I'm like, that's. Not what happened, but cool revisionist history there. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I would imagine when GTA Online drops for six, they'll have housing, they'll have a heist, and they'll have a business. That's how it'll start, and then they'll do the like. Here's the season, and here's what's coming now. Right, and they'll they'll probably continue to drip feed over because again, there's the number one problem is there is never ever you cannot fix this there's never going to be enough content but you have to create an early system where people are engaged for a longer period of time otherwise they'll be bored right off of the bat and like th there's nothing you can really do to like stop them from being bored because they're just gonna like eat everything like immediately and they're like oh i just burned like i burned through like 30 hours of content in straight because i didn't sleep and uh, now have nothing to do. So what they're going to do is they're going to be gating that content. They're going to be spoon spoon feeding it out so that that beginning is you, you don't have like just people just falling off right away. Because like you still have to just get through the first two years always, and then it becomes a printer. I think um, I'm wondering like I'm I'm thinking about the economy questions. Like so, if they do have you start over, then I'm wondering how they help you liquidate GTA Online. Like 
as a person who's been playing it, like if you've been playing it the whole time, how do you liquidate some of what you own in 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 um San Andreas to take it to Vice City? Like how do you like? I'm assuming these well, so, are all these are like where meetings are happening about how to yes. properly answer these questions. <laughs> this is like people's take home day job. It is. There are billionaires in GTA Online. Yeah. So what they come to gta 6 online they buy the most expensive house they fill up their garage like they're done but this is also the problem that gta online has had and it hasn't become a problem yet their players have all this money they've bought everything and they're still coming back to do the thing right but that will be a problem for starting off fresh and with new players yes Yes. so you're gonna have you can't have everything it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a balance at the same time it will probably be interesting to see like having some top dogs already that already have the penthouses coming into like having a built-in economy means something already i mean like, people people that exist that already have that give you an exactly. idea of what so, you would want to get as a new player exactly somebody on the street already with everything that you want to have i'm, I'm gonna tell you that is not gonna take long to take to do fair i mean yes but all but, but also I, I i there is something to having like one, it makes your online world feel lived in that there's already bosses, right? Right. And like, and there's already folks that have everything and have the things that you want. It creates that artificial sense of FOMO. In addition to the people that are going to grind everything day one, that's going to create a sense of FOMO. Like, one, it's going to inspire those day one grinders to grind even harder. And then once the day one grinders hit their max, the the casual people are going to look and get FOMO and be like, oh, I got to have that too. Yeah. So. Well, like I can see like letting some of like, you know, it, it's way like, oh, if you have X achievement, you can start off with X thing or like you have like, or like, congratulations, yeah, you can start off with like X amount of money. You get, you get the boost to like, Pre, like to jumpstart the economy, but letting people start off with billions is just not happening. Oh no, no, no! I'm not talking about starting off with billions. I mean, like I'm saying, how what is the exchange rate for your time? But you can't have everything because fuck no, we need more of your money. But how right. do we not be disruptive and disrespectful of the time you've already spent? Which I assume is about a hundred people's whole day job. Yes, <laughs> that that question. Is why this is not coming out till 2025. <laughs> it has nothing right. to do with the core game itself. It is, we have a money printer. How do we not fuck up this money printer? Because yeah. we really want to make Red Dead 3. Yes. And this is going to fund Red Dead 3. So how do we not screw <laughs> yeah, that? It up? really is. <laughs> yeah, Red Dead games, Red Dead games totally are paid for. Like Red Dead Redemption 2 was wholly paid for by GTA Online. And it showed and like, it was my Red Dead Online has the potential to be this but they don't take the red dead online is fascinating they don't take the lessons that they've learned from gta you can just port all of the gta online expansions put a old west sepia filter on it and put it in red dead online you could literally do that they don't and i don't understand why like they they red dead online is fun it has its moments but I am not invested in the way that I was with GTA Online, right? Like, so Red Dead Online, I'm a bounty hunter. The bounty missions are fun, but I'll, like, log in. I'll call one of my friends. Like, we'll make a party, do some bounties. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're done in, like, 30 minutes. GTA Online, we're planning heists. We're setting up our businesses. We're going to the casino. We're gambling. We're having parties at the crib. We're chilling on the yacht. Like, there's so much more to do. 
Didn't isn't Dr. Dre a part of the last expansion or something? Uh, the last expansion for GTA Online has Dr. Dre, Anderson Pac <laughs> as actual characters. Yeah. As themselves. Yeah, you have to like retrieve music or something. Like you're working on behalf of Dr. And, Dre and somebody. And if you complete that DLC, you get that Dr. Dre album that we were promised that is never coming. Deto like you get what would have been detox if you complete the D the Dr. Dre side quests. <laughs> That's so much money. They They had enough money to get Dr. Dre to produce exactly an album. Dr. Dre, bro. Because you know what happens. He probably doesn't even look up because he his asking price is so high that everyone just bounces off of him. And Rockstar said sure. And then he turns Bet. excuse me, what? <laughs> you oh, can you also do some voice work and motion capture too? Yeah, it's fine. Here, what is this? Here, here you go. Just let us know. Just let us know how much it is. We got you. And so the other wild, the small thing for GTA Online, because the G GTA Online is as old as the Obama presidency. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because Why are that you old, doing this again? I love it. I love time. Talk to us, Justin. Talk to us. The music changes over time. Like yes. they add songs to their radio. Like they add... They put Megan The Stallion in that game when, like, before she popped. Yes. They're like, oh yeah, Megan The Stallion. I was like, oh, this is a thing. Frank Ocean when he was when he was teasing his album. Oh yeah, add a Frank Ocean radio station. Here's some stuff that Frank Ocean curated. Like they, because the world is changed. Like time is a thing, so of course music won't stay static. Music will reflect the time. That Rockstar grew. All of that is to say Rockstar has grown up, and I can't wait for the Edge Lords. Because a lot of the pushback against Saints Row wasn't from an execution standpoint. No. It was from a narrative standpoint. Yes. They didn't like that the game was not the juvenile chaos simulator that they wanted. Right? There was a story about real people. When GTA 6 becomes a story about real people with no Trevor, that's going to be the thing. There's not going to be a Trevor character in this game. You ain't going to be able to walk up on the police and just go shoot in the middle of nowhere without getting, like, you're going to catch the one that's, like, it's, it's yeah. going to be a little more serious. It's going to be like four. And so because they're not going to have the juvenile humor and the chaos simulator, there's going to be a revolt against this game. But because it's GTA 6, you're all going to buy it anyways. And they're going to say, got your money. I mean, the people playing GTA Online already know this about GTA, so they're coming back. They don't care, bro. That person's sitting there F-16 bombing people who just spawned into the server. They need to RP and in 4k bitch right and listen oh my god the, the, the rp servers uh, i don't like i can't stress enough like like there's i have got i've, I've gone down like i don't watch twitch videos and like my ass has gone down gta twitch rp and that shit is hilarious watching people uh get into hood drama is fucking hysterical offensive at times but also hysterical <laughs> The real if Rockstar lets people lease servers, oh, it's it's canceled. Oh, no, that's what that's what that's what that's what they're waiting on, right? Like that's they gotta be prepared for that. They might go lose that money again. If Rockstar, if Rockstar lets you, because a, a, a lot while the GTA RP community is large, one of the huge barriers to entry is you have to have knowledge to set up your own server. If Rockstar will just give you private servers and say, hey, here's a private server, you can do what you want. The money are. 
Well, no, they don't even care because the money you earn in private sessions from Rockstar, you can carry into public sessions. So they don't care about the money, obviously. It's here is your private session. If you want to use my, oh, there we go. Here, here, here's, why am I doing a corporation's job for them? You can lease out a private server. Your progress on this private server is bound to this server. So if you want mods, go for it, have fun, know that mods violate the terms of service. And if a mod breaks our private server, we're not going to come in and fix it for you. There you go. We'll do the hard work for you. Just, just, you know, pay, here's your monthly fee for the, having the server. Yeah. Yeah. It's cancel Christmas if they do that. And on, and on that note, so that's be hype for GTA, but only in 2025. But buy Armored Core 6, uh, buy Lancer. If you haven't yet and you like JRPGs, buy Octopath Traveler 2. I'm just throwing that out there. And I have to go kill a fake priest. <laughs> and fuck Thornton. <laughs> Have an How many times you done heard the song? I have to punch Thornton now. <laughs> Queuing up. Hard stops everywhere. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Go punch Thornton. Thank you for the show. We'll Aaron catch you next a Patreon time. thing in there. Um, go to Patreon, patreon.com backslash uh, on Fridays, like United Nation Fridays, but not UN Fridays. And uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, have a pleasant day. Now, everyone go scatter. Go run. Flee. Right. <laughs>